This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Joining us now is a man of impeccable intelligence, a uh, not only a lawyer, an attorney, an author, and someone you've seen on Fox News repeatedly. Uh, he has been uh, a former Felix Frankfurter, uh, Frankfurter professor of law at Harvard Law School. Uh, he was member of Trump's legal team. Uh, but more, I think most importantly, what I remember Alan Dershowitz for is his work with the ACLU, where he put aside his own political beliefs in order to follow the rule of law. I can think of no one better to join us on this Sunday morning than Professor Alan Dershowitz, uh, who is joining us at this incredible moment in history. Professor Alan Dershowitz, thanks so much for being with us. I think Thank that... More than anyone, you can speak to the 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 lunacy that's going on. But I want to focus you now on the Ivy League schools and ask you the first general question. Why does it seem that the Ivy League schools are anti-Israel? Well, this goes back to the 1930s when Harvard welcomed a Nazi delegation, sent a delegation to a Nazi university that had just fired Jews, had anti-Jewish quotas, anti-Catholic quotas as well. You know, elite students uh, were the ones who brought Hitler to power, who brought the Ayatollahs to power. So don't be surprised if students uh, have blood on their hands. I think it's even worse than people imagine. I think if Director Ray is right and there's going to be domestic terrorism in the United States emulating Hamas, some of these students from Harvard Law School are actually going to join the terrorists and become terrorists. There's a student there, for example. His first name is Ibrahim. He was co-president of one of the organizations that signed the petition the day after, the day after, before Israel responded, the day after the massacres, uh, blaming it all on Israel and saying that Israel was at fault and it's Israel who was responsible for raping and beheading everybody. This is a Harvard Law Review student who probably has 10 job offers from major law firms. He also apparently led a group of people that harassed and physically attacked a Jewish student at Harvard. This is what Harvard Law School is turning out. There's now a petition by Harvard alumni to do something about this student and others like him. But I'm not sure it's being done. Some law firms have sent out a letter to the law school saying we're not hiring if you don't do something well, about let's before we before we get into that, and I I, yeah. I I want you to talk about all that, Professor Dershowitz. But why is it the Ivy Leagues? Why is it Columbia, NYU, uh, Cornell, Harvard? Why the Ivies? Because they're entitled and they're privileged, and they feel guilty about their privilege. But you know, it's also the City University of New York Law School, one of the worst law schools in the country that um, its entire faculty unanimously voted to boycott only Israel. You know, I write about all these things in, in my new book that's coming out called War Against the Jews. I started writing it on October 7th, the day these events occurred. Yep. And I just sent it to the publisher yesterday. It'll be out in a couple of weeks, and you Good can you know, you. order it uh, online from Amazon in advance. But I, I go into all of this. I go into the Ivy Leagues. I go into the law firms. I go into the media. And the media, who's surprised at the media? After all, where do the New York Times and CNN reporters come from? They come from the Harvard Crimson and the Yale Daily. The Yale Daily recently censored a piece because it said that Hamas had raped and beheaded 
people and the editor of the Yale Daily said, no, 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 that never happened. That's just made up and took it out, took it out, denied the readers the truth. So when you get students who run despicable newspapers like the Harvard Crimson and the Yale uh, Daily, um, they're going to become the editors of major newspapers in the future. So what we're seeing today is coming attractions of what's coming to a theater near you. Oh, well, that's that's what's frightening about it. When they take things that are absolutely provable, identifiable, uh, whether it's with, you know, visual or look, these these terrorists came in with GoPros attached to whatever they were wearing on their head so that they could record what they did. I mean, had they not done that, I mean, people would still be able to attest to what happened. But these guys, these terrorists, these Hamas terrorists want people to know what they've done to Jews in the most barbaric barbarian medieval way possible so how is it that they then get to say it's a lie yeah and the reason they want all this to be recorded is they want to bring it back to the people of gaza we'll cheer them when they brought back a beheaded woman who had been raped and was bleeding there were chairs in the street so don't talk to me about innocent civilians the vast majority of what they claim hamas seven thousand eight thousand civilians probably closer to two thousand because they exaggerate everything Most of them are going to be Hamas cheerleaders who have helped people uh, engage in terrorism. Then they say children. Well, 17 and 18-year-old kids are recruited to fire rockets into Israel. Then they say women, as if being a woman excuses you if you're a terrorist. It's nonsense. Right. The, The number of innocent civilians, even one is too many, innocent civilians. There are children. That's that's clear, real children. But the vast majority of the, quote, 7,000, which is probably, as I said, closer to 2,000, the vast majority of the 7,000 are not innocent. They are morally culpable. They're part of Hamas. They support Hamas. They are the problem, not the victims. And, of course, you're talking about the increased numbers that Hamas say have been slayed as, as, or yeah. killed as a result of Israel's attacks, and that's yeah. why they're asking for a ceasefire. But here's, here's the, 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 the question. Is Hamas intentionally preventing these people that Israel has been warning for three weeks, three weeks, get out of northern uh, Gaza, uh, and, and yet uh, Hamas is not allowing the Palestinians to move down? That's right. And uh, Secretary of State Blinken pointed that out, pointed out how Hamas says keeping them as human shields. You know, you're, you're, you, you judged a lot of criminal cases. Take a case where I take you as a hostage in a bank robbery and I'm I'm holding you and the police are shooting and, and, the, and, and the, me, the hostage taker, is killing people in the bank. And the policeman takes aim at me, tries to kill me, but tragically accidentally kills you. Who's guilty of your murder? Not the policeman right. who shot the gun, but the man who held the right. hostage. That's Hamas. That's the law in every single country in the world. And the media doesn't understand it. It keeps blaming Israel for these deaths because Israel has to go after these Hamas leaders. I have to tell you, if there's a ceasefire today, it will cause more civilian deaths over the long term because it will mean Hamas will regroup. They'll build more tunnels. They'll get more armaments. And they'll kill more civilians, both Palestinians and Israelis. So a ceasefire and is isn't there. Well, isn't there also some difference of opinion as it relates to the ceasefire where Israel is all in and the United States is saying, wait, you need a ceasefire. But is the United States negotiating? I mean, it's all the negotiations are being done in Qatar for the hostages. Is that correct? Yeah. I think so. You yeah. know, I know so- the Emir of Qatar and I've met 
with him. I had dinner with him and President Trump when we were working on the um, Abraham Accords and the peace process. And and the, the Qatar emirs tries very hard to have both ends against the middle. He tries to be pro-Hamas and pro-Iran and pro-American and even moderately under the table pro-Israel. But I don't know, unless he delivers the hostages, whether it's worth uh, giving all that support for, for Qatar if they're not really doing anything and, and satisfying their role as, as intermediaries. We'll wait and see. But, but you know, there is a difference between the hostages, which we now believe are 264. Is that the number? Do we even know? 242 is the last one I heard. 242. 242. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. there are the Americans living in Palestine who can't right. get out that they apparently are letting out. So, you know, we've got American hostages. Americans were killed. Americans are locked in Palestine and at the same time calling for a ceasefire. I mean, unless there's a quid pro quo there, I don't see the whole Absolutely. point of any ceasefire given what Israel's been through. No, I agree. I agree. What Israel has to do is hold out and say, look, you, you return the hostages, then we'll talk about a pause. We'll talk about a ceasefire. We'll do a pause until the hostages are out. But we're not giving you anything for nothing. You know, right. enough, enough. Israel always uh, focused more on the civilians than on even trying to get uh, the, the terrorists. And, you know, the time has come to, for Israel to do what the United States did after Pearl Harbor. But Churchill yep. and Roosevelt announced total war, unconditional surrender, nothing less. That's what he wants. That's what. All right. Know. And, and, and I'm going to follow that up, Professor Dershowitz. When sure. we bombed Germany two one, what is it, 350,000 to 500,000 Germans died. Nobody cared about civilian casualties. We just were in a war and we had to get rid of Hitler and get rid and, and our enemies. Why is this so said, different? It shouldn't be. Nobody sent them fuel. They denied them fuel because they knew the fuel would be used to kill Americans. In this case, the fuel will be used to build tunnels and and terrorize uh, civilians. So, no, Israel shouldn't be sending fuel. Um, and, and Nor and do they Israel... have an obligation to, nor no, should they. No, they allow no. 20,000 Palestinians to come into Israel every day to work. They just ended that, Professor. Well, but I want to go back to what spies. we first— Some of them were spies. Some of the yes, of course they work. were. Help Let me go back uh, to the law sure. schools. I want yeah, to go yeah. back to where you started. The Harvard Law Review sure. student physically attacks Jewish students. Now, talk to me about, look, Bill Ackman, Leon Cooperman, some of these guys came out, a guy yeah. named Offer. Uh, what do they have to do to stop this pro-Hamas, which we've said is a, is, is a terrorist organization, support in the United States? First of all, it's illegal to provide material support to Hamas or to Hezbollah. It's against the law. It's a crime. Second, schools are doing that implicitly. Uh, they are educating uh, these kids to go back and be terrorists and to hurt America. And I'm very thankful for the wealthy donors who have finally said, look, we're part of the university, too, not just the woke, progressive, hard left students and not just the money coming in from uh, Arab and Muslim countries. We're going to have something to say about this as well. And, and John Huntsman is not Jewish. He's a Mormon. The same thing. And Leslie Wexner and so many others have withheld millions of dollars. And finally, finally, the president of Harvard has said, all right, I'll issue my fourth statement. Please send me more money. That's basically what they're doing. And, um, uh, you know, there has to be some moral clarity here. What's going on in universities around the country is a disgrace. It's a disgrace in the turning out the future leaders of America. And we're in deep trouble if, this, if these are the values our future leaders have. 
if they can't tell the difference between good and evil. This is not a close question. This is right. absolute evil, as the Secretary of State has said, others have said, and Republicans have joined it. And I'm appalled at the Democrats, the 13 Democrats who signed on a letter today saying, no, there should be a pause, or, or no, you, 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 you can't tell Israel what to do. The United of course States not. didn't pause when it went after al-Qaeda and after, after uh, the Taliban. Between 270 and 330,000 civilians were killed in those wars. And Israel has killed far, far fewer, and of it's course. tried its best not to kill, just like America has tried its best not to kill. But when you embed your fighters in civilians and use them as human shields, people will die, and it's the fault of people who are using the human shields. Well, and, you know, the, the, the sad part of all this is that in the universities, whether, you know, the president of Harvard comes out with a letter or a statement, you know that this is not something that they believe in, that they're doing it for the money. Yeah. And but for that leverage of the money, I mean, these universities, I mean, what what do they say? It's free speech and therefore no. they, they're no, protecting they it. They say that. And then they always say what the president, what President Biden mistakenly does. He says, oh, there's anti-Semitism and there's also anti-Islam and anti-Muslim. No, there isn't. No, there isn't. Name me a single instance of anti-Muslim or anti-Arab attitudes on any American university. I follow this carefully. I haven't seen one, not one. It's all anti-Israel. And you can't do kind of virtual claiming by saying, oh, we're just as upset. You know, why not complain about anti-Zoroastrianism or, you know, anti, you know, <laughs> there is no anti-Muslim. And yep. don't make up a story about that. It's all anti-Semitism, anti-Americanism against the Judeo-Christian tradition. You know, you scratch an anti-Semite and you'll find an anti-American. That's yes. the way it really works. It's interesting. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about the fact that, it, you know, people are now saying, you know, the Palestinians have a right to be free. The truth is that Israel let go of uh, Gaza in 2005 and the Palestinians elected Hamas. Just like, That's unfortunately, right. I'm of Lebanese descent, Professor, and a Lebanese Christian, and they took over, Hezbollah took over Lebanon, which was split look, Christian and Muslim. And, you know, the oh, Lebanese look, are, are being subjugated to them. What happened in Lebanon, really the end of the Christian presence that goes back to the time of Jesus, and it ended when uh, Hezbollah uh, took over and the Iranians took over. You know, Lebanon used to be a model place where there'd be a Christian president and, and a Muslim prime minister or vice versa. And then when the radicals came in, Christianity is the enemy, uh, right. just like Judaism is the enemy and America is the enemy, the big devil. And so uh, you don't want to be a Christian in Lebanon today the way yes. probably your grandparents and great-grandparents sure. arrived in yep. Lebanon. They were part of the commercial Levant. It was they were a very, very important part. Well, Lebanon was, uh, you know, Beirut, the Paris of the Middle East. And, you know, yep. Gaza could have been, as they say, the Singapore of the Middle East, That's located right. on the Mediterranean right. with all the benefits. But they 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 scrounged and they took all of the benefits from the U.N. and the world to kill Jews. Is and this ever going to end? I don't know. But there's a report today that the heads of uh, Hamas and Hezbollah are worth billions of dollars. It's a kleptocracy. They take the money, they take the food, they take the gas, the oil from the poor people in, in the Gaza Strip or the people in the West Bank. They put it in their bank accounts. The leaders move to Qatar. They live in luxury yep. hotels. 
and that they leave the the innocent people, including the children, to be human shields, uneducated, uh, unfed, and and un, unable to get medical equipment because their leaders are are hoarding the money and hoarding the all the, the humanitarian issues. Yep. So you know, point the finger where it belongs. The people of Palestine would be so much better off without Hamas. The people of Lebanon so much better off without right? Hezbollah. But they don't have in Lebanon. They don't have the strength. But 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 let me ask you this. If, you know, when, and I believe Netanyahu, when he says, uh, we're going to get rid of Hamas, I believe him. I think that uh, he doesn't have a choice. It is an existential threat. So what then? Why won't the other Arab countries help the Palestinians? What is it about the Palestinians that Jordan, King Abdullah, whose wife is a Palestinian, who, uh, he says, I got a red line here. They're not coming yeah. here. Egypt, El-Sisi, the same. Why yeah. does no one want to uh, 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 bring in Palestinians and help them? Well, remember, the Jordanians killed more Palestinians than uh, Israel did in, in, in the last hundred years during Black September. And remember, too, what the most colonialist settler regime in all the Middle East is, and it's Jordan. You know, King Hussein of Jordan is a Saudi Arabian. Yep. He was imported by England to become the fake leader of the Jordanian people. The Jordanian, you know, Jordan was part of the mandate. And when it was divided, the Arabs got, you know, 80 percent of it, and the Jews got a tiny little fraction of it. And the Arabs said, no, no, not enough. We'll go to war. We'll exterminate the Jews. And as the result, Israel expanded in size. And that's what created this whole whole issue. So Jordan is not without fault there either. You know, King Hussein's grandfather tried to make peace with Israel, and he was assassinated. Yep. Saddam, uh, you know, Sadat tried to make peace, and he was assassinated. Yeah, Ar- Arafat. And so it's uh, and Arafat. No, not Arafat, uh, Sadat. No, Sadat. And, and Arafat was behind these assassinations, a right. number of them. So. You know, I was um, once asked to comment on Arafat's death, and I said it was untimely. If he had only died four years earlier, yep. it's possible that, that the, the Clinton-Barack uh, efforts in 2000-2001 yes. might have been successful. But yep. the, well, the PLO was not no, interested. The PLO no, is no better no. than Hamas. Well, you know, they are at the moment less aggressive, but who right. knows what would happen. And, of course, the reason they haven't had elections— on the West Bank, as they know that Hamas would win just the way they won in Gaza. So don't tell me that Israel is not at war with the Palestinian people. It is at war with the Palestinian people. Not all of them, but the vast majority of them, just the way America was at war with the German people and with the Japanese people. You can't separate out the people from uh, the government as completely as the administration wants to do. I don't want to see children die, any children die. But don't tell me that the adults in Gaza— are are neutral or objective and they're yep. just being killed there many of them are willing human shields they're shahids they're martyrs and they put up signs praising the martyrs of october 7th and these are not martyrs these are mass murderers they are mass murderers so so when hamas is done uh yep. and it will be done uh and egypt is opening the rafa closing uh, crossing very slowly um what's going to happen to palestine well, there won't be a two-state solution unless the problem of Gaza is solved. Remember that at the Camp David, uh, back with Jimmy Carter, Israel right. wanted to give the Gaza Strip to Egypt. The Egyptians wouldn't take them. Um, Israel wanted to give the West Bank to the Jordanians, so Jordanians wouldn't take them. You know, Arab and Muslim people don't want their own. They want to leave those people to be the responsibility of the nation-state of the Jewish people. 
And that's what one of the causes of the problem. Why do we have a refugee camp 75 years after um, uh, the establishment of the state of Israel? These are people who allegedly were refugees. None of them are alive. Um, and, and so we still have refugee camps in order to create a festering saw and to allow the media to say, oh, my God, they're refugees. They're not refugees any more than you're a refugee from Lebanon or I'm a refugee from Poland. There's mm-hmm. a statute of limitations. It's over. You're an American. I'm an American. So the, what are they? Left, what are they? I don't Palestinians? Know. I don't know. Well, you know, the Palestinians became Palestinians only after Israel was established when the head of the so-called Arabs in Palestine testified in front of the Peel Commission in 1937-38. He said there were no such thing as Palestinians. They're just yeah. Arabs who live uh, in the Middle East. Uh, the Palestinianism uh, became dominant only after Israel was established as a way of trying to undo Israel and to make sure there never was a single Jewish presence of any person in the Middle East. They wanted to be completely Judenrein the way the Nazis wanted Europe to be Judenrein, and that's in the Hamas Charter. Well, what what we're facing now is an uncertain future when uh, Israel does exterminate Hamas. But the question is whether the West Bank is going to be, you know, firing up. And I've got someone on my next segment who's going to be talking mm-hmm. about that. And you got the West Bank and Hezbollah that's kind of sitting back and watching. Right. But right. I just want to end this on what you think we can do in the universities. I mean, do you take away the accreditation? Let's assume there was no uh, uh, Cooperman or or there was no Ackman or the mm-hmm. rest of them. What, what, what do you do to these I, universities I that would, are creating terrorists? I would take away the accreditation of um, City University of New York Law School. It is not a law school. It is a propaganda mill with a faculty that votes unanimously to boycott only Israel, not to boycott uh, Syria or Iran or anyone else. I would not accredit them, not because of their politics, but because they're not turning out real lawyers. You don't want to be represented by somebody who was taught by propagandists rather than teachers. They're not teaching these students how to think. They're telling them what to think, and they're grading them down if they don't think the right way. I've heard it from students at City University in New York. It's a tragedy. I went to City University in New York. First person in my family ever to go to college. I couldn't afford to pay for college. If not for City University, I'd be selling shoes in Brownsville. I think I'd be a pretty good salesman, but I wouldn't have been able to go to college or law school. So I used to contribute a lot to City University. I gave them all of my papers worth over a million dollars. I'm not giving them another penny. We have to do something about this. Yeah. Nor should you. Well, I guess what we've got to do is just, it's almost a wish and hope. Because last weekend I went into Brooklyn from Westchester. It took me three hours. There were that many people who were blocking all the bridges and the tunnels and the roads. I mean, that many people hate the Jews, Jewish students afraid to go to class on campus, irrespective of what the president says of a university. Isn't that the truth? It's the truth, my friend Arthur Ardala, your friend, yeah, uh, went him. back to his home in Bay Ridge in Brooklyn and couldn't go through. There was so many anti-Semites and anti-Israel and anti-American people protesting. Let's just remember, if there's terrorism in the United States, these folks are a fifth column, some of them. They will join the terrorists. They will attack your grandmother and your grandchildren. So this is not a problem that's only in Israel and the Middle East. This is coming to a theater near you. Well, there's no question. And uh, when I saw in the, uh, in, in I, I don't remember what paper it was, but it said Jews not allowed in a store yeah. in Europe, I just, yeah, my Turkey. blood yeah. ran yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah. 
And yeah. I said, this is worldwide. Why the Jews? You know, mm-hmm. Alan, why the Jews? Boy, I wish we knew the answer to the question. There's a great book entitled Why the Jews. And Oh, uh, is there? Yeah, and nobody's been able to answer that question. It grows out of an old joke. You know, Hitler is yelling and screaming at Nuremberg, who's causing the problems of the world? The Jews, the Jews, the Jews. And then somebody in the audience yells, the bicycle riders. And Hitler says, why the bicycle riders? And the person in the audience says, why the Jews? You know, it it goes back to that period of time. Why the Jews? Jews, let me tell you why I think it's the Jews with the woke population. Jews and other immigrant groups, Italian-Americans, Lebanese-Americans, Greek-Americans, Irish-Americans, we have made it on the basis of meritocracy. We worked yes. hard and we earned it. And the one yes. thing the woke people can't stand is meritocracy. They want to promote people based only on their race, and, only yeah. on their identity politics. And right. Jews and others have shown that that's wrong. Meritocracy is what works. And that's why a lot well, of the people on the woke side hate the Jews. Well, but you know what? I mean, forget the meritocracy. Let's talk about, you know, World War World War One. Let's talk about Egypt and Moses. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know, people say Israel took the land from the Jews. I said, wait a minute. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. He was in Bethlehem. He was there. What yeah. are you talking about? Do you know the story of Yasser Arafat meeting with Bill Clinton? Arafat said to Clinton, you know, it's a myth. There's no, there was never a Jewish temple in Jerusalem. Jews never lived there. And and Clinton said, you're attacking my religion. Where did Jesus send out the moneylenders? Where where was he crucified? You can't have Christianity without knowing that there was a major Jewish presence um, in Israel for a thousand years before the Romans threw them out. Exactly. Palestine, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I just when when, you know, so I meet some young people and that they, they have a totally different understanding. And, you know, for the, the people who are so much into victimhood, Professor Alan Dershowitz, yeah. you know, I'm black. I'm a victim. I'm this. I'm a victim. I you know, I'm sensitive. You're, you're triggering me this, that and the other thing. You come across a real victim and you cannot empathize. You can't even identify them as a victim. It is. This wrong, is messed the up. wrong race and they're the wrong religion. Religion and they're the wrong uh, ethnic background. Uh, uh, victimization has nothing to do with what actually happened to you. It's who yeah. you are, how you were born, and what your identity is. If you're black, you're automatically a victim. And look what's happening at universities, building these incredibly expensive bureaucracies, uh, favoring uh, diversity, which doesn't really favor diversity except for skin color, and equity, which is the opposite of equality, and inclusion, which excludes Jews and Christians and, and others, and this whole bureaucracy of, of, of D, um, you know, uh, whatever the initials are, has destroyed DEI. American universities. Yep. Yeah, yep. destroyed American universities. That ought to come to an end. That ought to be terminated. That's the reckoning we need to bet universities back to teaching basics and not becoming centers of political propaganda. And the unfortunate part of it is we only started seeing the, a lot of this during the pandemic when parents yeah. started finding out what their kids were being taught in school about 1619 and yeah. uh, Nora Hannah Jones, I think. And, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, that's why the CEOs of these corporations are so messed up. They've been indoctrinated. Anyway, yeah. Professor Alan Dershowitz, I can't thank you enough. You and I get each other charged up. Uh, this is this is a very, Good. very... Thank you for Thank you for mentioning my book, War Against the Jews. You can yeah. get it on Amazon.com. And, uh, I'm going to get it myself. I'll buy it in advance. War you. Against the Jews.
Alan Dershowitz. And I'll sign it. I'll sign it to you next time I see you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, care. Professor Alan Dershowitz. Thank you so much. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with former chief counsel for nominations to the U.S. Senate Committee on the Judiciary, Mike Davis, coming up right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.